Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison. Joined as always by my co-host, Chris Epps, Crypto Bay J, Mike, Mag- Mike Magoy. What up? What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, up? hey, everybody. How y'all sure. doing? You guys sweating out here? It's hot. I'm staying in the air conditioning, air conditioning department right now. Um, feeling pretty comfortable. I actually have a hoodie on. The, the listeners can't see that I have a hoodie on. It's, uh, that's how cozy I am right now. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's always a lot going on in the space. It's hot. It's, it's hot, hot in the, the space. It's hot in the space right now. Uh, um, we just ended the month. We're in the last month of the quarter. And uh, yeah, I guess we should just talk about the the elephant in the What's room. It's really hot right now. What's really elef- hot? <laughs> the elephant in the room. <laughs> it's the, the elephant for you. The elephant is- the elephant in the pants. This uh, is- <laughs> Wait, which one is it? Okay, maybe I should cover confused. it. Yeah, that's why we. The reason why we couldn't do the sh- the reason why we couldn't do the show without Crypto Bay J was we couldn't have three guys talking on the podcast about this topic. So, take it away. Listen, all right. So Vitalik Buterin's. <laughs> D print took Twitter by storm this (laughs) week, guys. I mean, I mean, so many people were having deep conversations about is this guy hard? Is he semi? (laughs) You know, like just all types of, uh, you know, analysis work done on this print. And 
<laughs> and and which of course quickly turned into uh, a meme, right? This is right. the reason why Ethereum has gone up this week. There was a right. bump in price. Uh, yeah. What are some of the other memes that you saw this week, guys? It's uh yeah. What did they say? It's a, a hard fork, definitely. Or oh, that uh, was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There's quite a few. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some merge uh, memes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I. This was it, a very unassuming photo. I mean, it just looked, you know, as a uh, Asian woman next to him. She's kind of putting up her two piece signs and yeah. it looks very innocent. But um, he just got caught out there, you know, I guess. So his pants so are very soft, though. He wears soft. <laughs> so was this not photoshopped or no it was photoshopped <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was you think it was photoshopped yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you zoom in if you zoom in you can see like the scaling pause <laughs> zoom in that was another that was another meme you gotta zoom zoom in oh or, i didn't see or, that one. Or, or zoom out, zoom out on, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah if you zoom in you can see like the, the like background from this weird magic marker they they used to elongate it yes but it probably came from some it makes sense because like we have the merge coming up it it seems very like a marketing thing to do you know what i mean but like right after it went up six percent ETH, like literally like within an hour after that shit leaked or not leaked it came out (laughs) (laughs) it was a good pump yeah highlighted (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh um (laughs) Yeah, so you think you think it was a marketing strategy, crypto bay? I, I think I think it's a big. I mean, people, the way that our PR and our news cycle works, I don't really believe anything's on accident. I mean, or just a random coincidence. Like even when Nick Cannon, I think, was the last person whose whose print made the big screen um, recently, like something else was happening with him too, like with his show. So right. it was just kind of like, huh, this is so oddly timed and we're in Hollywood. So I think he's had two me, babies since you know, then too. Right. Nick Cannon was trying to buy NBC, man. Yeah. yeah. He's strongly branding himself with all these goddamn babies. I, I don't know what he plans to do with that in the future, but maybe he has, you know. Decentralized. <laughs> Decentralized canon. <laughs> Decentralized the whole network. Yeah. It's perfect. I, I feel that. Uh, yeah, he's definitely setting up some um, some blockchains, but he's got to have some a lot of ledgers to take care of all of those canons. Yeah, all of the, mm-hmm. all of those wallets he's creating. That's a lot of wallets. <laughs> so, I I think uh, it was probably someone knows that it's gonna pump pump Ethereum in general. Whoever made it, right? And like you know, just the like it was funny to retweet and see your share, but also like I think everyone kind of knows sub like subconsciously like oh this is great for Ethereum. Yeah, and so that implicit bias too just makes it go up at six percent then. Mm-hmm. also ethereum has been pretty healthy in the merge so the timing is great like i wouldn't be surprised if like a th- ethereum foundation dudes made the meme and released it right you know the right. week before the merge will be sort of finalized which is uh the 10th to the 20th next week right so it's i don't know it'd be great that's a great sign. this is this is his his long-term brand to, you know, his long-term arc to be a sex symbol. This is, this is long how it starts. Yeah, so right, we'll right. Long, <laughs> long, long yeah. term. Yeah, and now you say that now that with that video, that new video of him rapping and dancing, there's a new one now that came out like a few days beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, this isn't the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, he did the same exact thing. And it's even more cringy, better this time. Right. So, so. Speak, speaking of the fifth, the 10th to the 20th, on the 15th, um, there's supposed to be something involved with this Mount Gox uh, mm. situation. Chris, do you know a little yeah. bit about that? I keep forgetting that's happening. Yeah, Mount Gox was hacked uh, when I had started in crypto. Mm. Uh, like actually like getting interested in it and not just knowing about it. Mm. Uh, they are releasing a bunch of coins that the Fed has locked up for almost you know it's five to it's five to six years now mm-hmm. 
and they're releasing them, I believe. I don't know the full details how, but I know right now that the worry is that there'll be a lot of Bitcoin on the market and the market's down. Right. So it's going to tank the market even more. Right. Uh, you know, that was the worry when the news came out that yeah. the Fed will be releasing them soon. The Feds will. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I thought I saw that Japan was connected to this situation. Are they not, Are they in any type of legal? I have to go back and look no at idea. the document, the Jay. document, document that I saw. Uh, yeah, I recently. I'm sorry. I recently learned that back in the day there was like uh, tainted bitcoins. Um, <laughs> there was a such thing. So that's. Uh, and you know i'm newer to the space so i didn't even know that this concept existed so does this fall under the tainted bitcoin category no it would be uh just they were locked the wallet was locked uh the bitcoins will be mm-hmm. i mean they'll be somewhat tainted you know if you just look at the wallet and see like oh this was in a mount gox wallet or the hacker's wallet, whoever stole the, the all the mm-hmm. Bitcoin from there. But it's not the same as like, yeah, when you get, uh, when you have coins, it happens a lot to uh, stable coins now too, where they can mark them or mark coins in an Ethereum wallet as tainted or blacklisted because each coin is identifiable. Or like since the transaction of that coin, it's identifiable. And then some places won't accept them or you can be watched. Uh, but no, these will be, just Bitcoin that's been locked up for, you know, almost half a decade. Interesting. Do you know how many mm-hmm. coins it is? No, I don't remember. It is a lot. It is, yeah. I mean, it's a good amount, but it's a good amount for any person, regular person. I think right now it's going to be the perfect buying opportunity Yeah. for a lot of whales, especially like after the initial dump that might happen when it comes out, because there's going to be people who need the money. Right. Who want the money. Speaking but, of whales, um, Man. Whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. Let's not just be blunt past what Christian said here. Okay. He's expecting a huge dump in Bitcoin because of this Mount Gox feature. Not a huge a dump. Significant. We're already at nights at 720. <laughs> so I mean, where does that take us from there? Right? Yeah. That gets us around 1311, where we were talking about this this thing can go. Are you just you're just randomly projecting that it's gonna that gets us like now we know where Mike wants to buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we know exactly we, where Mike's we know, bids we are. Know, yeah, we know where his bids are. Um, 1333, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, we can't just speed bump the fact that they're about to dump, like, what, basically like half a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin onto the market. Uh, and of course, people are going to sell those immediately. Yeah, for sure. I don't imagine it being a lot of whales doing the selling, though. They might make it look like they are, or they might, you know. But that's the thing. We don't don't know how many are getting dumped at once. And that's the big question. That was another thing. I I thought it was vested. Right. But so here's, but that's why I brought it up too, in conjunction with the Ethereum merge, because I wonder how that's going to play in conjunction. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. the, the thought process behind most people is that after the merge or during the merge, Ethereum will pump. Um, but with this dump of Bitcoin, is that going to be so? Because they usually move in tandem. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's actually not, now that you mentioned that, that makes me kind of more bullish on Ethereum. The flipping? Imagine... So, so is, it, is, this the, is this the beginning of the flipping? Chris? No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a very far-fetched idea yeah yeah bad luck to say that so it's gonna be one hundred and forty thousand bitcoin total yeah so I, was, I, was, I was thinking it's 150 i knew it i knew i was close so so let me let me go around the room which one what do you guys um do you guys believe in the flipping in crypto crypto bay do you believe in the flipping in? Mm, no not not anytime i don't think even within the next 10 years to be honest that's how i feel okay chris i believe it would take 10 years but do you believe do you believe in it do you believe i believe in anything no i don't (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i believe that it would happen if if 
don't know. I want to say yes, but I also want to be reasonable. Yes, I think it could happen. I think it will happen. Right, but he's asking, is it going to happen right now? Don't know your word. Right, not right right now. Mike, Mike, what do you think? I think it could be decoupling right now. Mike, what do you think? It could be a good decoupling from that constant uh, trace of Bitcoin. But, But Chris... You and I both know that that can't happen because they're all coupled and tied to the same thing. They're tied to the mm-hmm. same trading pairs, which is the real reason why these two can't decouple. Mm-hmm. So do I believe that there's going to be a flipping? More people utilizing Ethereum than Bitcoin? Yes, that makes perfect sense. Especially at some point, especially after the merger. It's just about, the, I would probably say the next two years. Okay. Is okay. Ethereum a hard money? Mm, uh, even better question. Ether is going to become harder as soon as the burn starts, right? It's going to become, become harder, huh? <laughs> pause. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to fucking Vitalik. This is about to be harder. <laughs> like, was it ultrasound money is or sound uh, money is Bitcoin, and then once once it starts, once Ethereum starts burning and deflating, then it should be ultrasound money. Is what uh, Bankless guy. I want to hear say. what Mike has to say about it. Well, I have I believe that Chris is right, and I think I, I do see it going that way. But there are also so many other Ethereum-based coins that I think are going to do very well as well. So, I mean, like, yes, I see it happening. Uh, I mean, ETH, I, I view ETH right now as hard money, to be honest with you. Um, I, shit, my daughter's, you know, portfolio is in ETH only for that same reason alone, yeah. because this is not going anywhere. Right. We all know that it's just going to be Ooh. about where it fluctuates up and down. And look, if we're watching because, you know, it's almost like the silver to gold where it's like they are dually connected and we can't say that they're not. Everything on the chart says that they are for the last like two years down there. Yeah. And, so and tell me about that with silver and gold. Are silver and gold coupled? Yeah, because the same people buy okay. it. And, and they're, they're tied oh, to the I same see. trading pairs, right? And so, you know, uh, like last recession, gold doubled from 1100 to 1950, 1975 intraday. Silver quadrupled from $11 to $49 per ounce. And if you look at the chart, they were moving at the same times for the most part. Right. Because they're brother and sister metals, and I believe that Ethereum and Bitcoin have a similar uh, relationship, and this is really unfortunate because I, I, I we all need Ethereum to decouple from Bitcoin so right. we can see a five thousand, ten thousand Ethereum. Yeah, unless we're getting, but uh, they have two hundred thousand Bitcoin. But they have different who, communities, who to, though. Exactly. That my reason. That's the exactly right. Everything about them fundamentally is different. Yeah. Except the people betting on this shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what they have in common. Is That's it? what they have in common. <laughs> yeah. The people and, who are speculating these two uh, projects mm-hmm. have them tied hand in hand. Yeah. Which which sucks for us. They're even leveraged together. Oh yeah. Right. So and yeah. so that decouples. Then I mean, we're going to continue to see them moving in tandem, which again sucks for and Ethereum. That, and that's why I don't see the flipping happening anytime soon because. Mm of the leverage <laughs> uh right. people are leveraging in tandem and until that stops which is seemingly never i don't see the yeah. see that happening um yeah i think they're gonna they are gonna move in tandem i think we'll get an eighty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand dollar bitcoin and we'll get about you know we you know ethereum might hit eight or or nine thousand um but how will it hold you know and that's the thing that's the other thing about this market that I've kind of been thinking about lately in terms of price action and things like that, you know, these all time high prices that we project. um, uh, Yeah. It's nice. If it hits that price, you know, Bitcoin was in the sixties a couple of times. The first time was a lot shorter than the second, but um, I mean, how much over the scale of time, does that really matter? Like, not really a whole lot if it can't hold that price or anywhere in that range um so yeah if ethereum reaches 9800 one day but you know it can't hold that range what good does it do anybody except for the leverage traders um so i don't know just a thought 
Um, in other news, Mike, um, the most interesting story to me oh. this week, I mean, I can't put it off any longer. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I'm oh, so dude. I'm so fascinated by this Richard yeah. Hart, Ben Baller uh, interaction. Um, it's it's just it's everything I've ever wanted. It's everything <laughs> I've ever dreamed. <laughs> um, because it's two guys who I don't really like love like that but i find both of them entertaining i followed ben baller for a very long time you know i shot an advertisement for him last year um you know he's obviously you know been in the in my neighborhood and in the uh sloss and swap me for a long time like um you know i don't really know him like that but again i've just observed him uh, dom knows him my cousin knows him has bought jewelry from him um but he does have some clown ways, you know what I'm saying? And that's just a part of his character, part of his his persona, I should say. Um, and Richard Hart, you know, the ultimate stuntastic, flossy, you know, I, you know, check out my watch, my watch list, check out my car list, check out my outfit type nigga. Like they're the two of the same type of animal from like, different sizes of the fucking planet you know what i'm saying it's like a polar bear meeting the black bear like you know um so so now they're on twitter they they met on twitter uh by chance um i guess ben baller was talking about somebody's watch he heard somebody said they had the the most expensive rolex and like a fucking bat signal in the air, Richard Hart came running and replied to his tweet. And then they went back and forth. And they're literally at this moment going back and forth. Literally uh, at this moment. Like at this very started. Yeah. I was looking at the Richard Hart videos. Oh, yeah. At yeah, this yeah. very moment. Um, Richard Hart, I think, is technically in the lead right now because he's blasting Ben Baller for um, basically promoting... Uh, sports gambling as like selling he's been baller selling picks through a company with michael rapaport which is just insane um really, really? so yeah uh richard hart got a hold of this information and is uh commencing to ether uh ben baller um in the way that he does everybody right in the crypto space um and you know just kind of how he he behaves himself but ben baller has the same type of ethos in the way that he's he deals with people um you know oh your car don't have these specs i got these type of rims and this type of fucking you know whatever exhaust all of this shit so um yeah i i love it mike have you been watching as closely as me or not not really because i know why he's doing it and you know i i i understand the strategy his whole thing is um trying to to bring eyeballs and attention to his products and yeah. he genuinely believes that he can do so by targeting certain specific communities yeah and one of the first communities that he targeted was the watch community the luxury watch community and so you know the first thing i ever heard about him yeah. someone literally referred to him as the guy with three million and spinning watches behind him on youtube yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how I first heard about him. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like the, the same oh, description. I see yeah. the guy in the molten and everything is Gucci on him and around him or something like that. I'm like, oh, right. Right. And so, you know, it, it, listen, man, he does this for a reason. Um, I actually saw a, a decent interview with, with Jay Waller with him, and he was just talking about how he, he, he does this shit to a, appeal to a certain demographic. Once he gets the eyeballs, he hopes to then convert them to his platform and to his ways of thought, to his products, because he genuinely believes that he has some of the better products in the space. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting strategy. I mean, yeah. we all don't agree with it. You know, that's not necessarily me and, and how I operate as a man, but yeah. I definitely understand it. And if you actually closely listen to him, he really tells you that you really like, like this shit is clown shit. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he does it as a clown show. Yeah. No, he's, he's got a little bit of six, nine in him and that, and oh, not and like, not in a bad way, but just like the way that six, nine, how could that be a good way? 
No, it can't. Be <laughs> it is very, but it, but I'm saying he's a bit of a clown. Like the way that he exhibits himself is a bit of a clown. The way that you yeah. said, and I guess it isn't technically a good way. It's not. Um, the way he, you're saying, like you wouldn't conduct yourself as a man like that. Like personally, you know, you wouldn't do it for any amount of money, right? Just because that's not your code, like in how you are, you know what I'm saying, within yourself. And I feel the same way. Like I wouldn't behave like that for any amount of money if I had any amount of money, just because that's not how, you know, I am within myself. But he sees the the end game to it. And, you know, like he's willing to play this character to achieve his his goal, which, you know, Mike, I agree with you. I think that's exactly what he's doing. That's exactly the game that he's playing. Um to to my amusement i'm enjoying the hell out of it um you know i i'm not fully converted as like oh i want to buy hex or pulse or whatever but i'm converted on like i was very skeptical on richard hart's character is it some somebody i would enjoy because i think his outfits are ridiculous but i'm thoroughly after seeing his twitter and just starting to like watch him talk and stuff I definitely th- thoroughly enjoy him as a character. And I also enjoy Ben Baller. Like, I think Ben Baller is a hell of an entertaining character. I've always enjoyed watching him do his thing. I think his jewelry is amazing. Um, you know, he's a dope creative. So, like, I thoroughly enjoy Ben Baller. But he also has some clownery to his, you know, persona. And that's pretty much what, you know, uh, Richard Hart is, quote, unquote, exposing at this moment um, by talking about, his willingness to sell gambling picks, which is kind of scummy. Um, selling gambling picks is like really like bottom barrel. Like, come on, bro. Like you're, you know, I, I didn't, is, is that, is that worse than selling gold at 300% markup to people who have no idea who's doing that? Anyone who's selling anyone that's buying from if and co i mean you're, you're literally oh, buying no. oh, gold yeah. at, at 300% markup. Oh, right. right, And, right. and you're buying, uh, 14 carat which is technically like 46 percent mm-hmm. purity yeah so it's cut basically in half and then they're yeah. charging you triple right yeah i don't listen they ran me out of there quickly <laughs> and, and, and and the thing is i walked up telling hey just so you know i'm not trying to like i'm not the gotcha guy right, right. so it's like hey uh i'm a gold broker yeah. Okay. So you know, I'm very, pr- pr- pretty familiar with the process and the and the rates. And so anyway, you know, I would love to pick something up. They start quoting me things, and I'm like, this is literally like three times the price of spot price of gold today. Yeah. This is only fourteen carat. You're like you're like the Harvard graduate that comes to sit at the blackjack table, and they're like, "Sir, can you leave, please?" <laughs> yeah, quiet. Like, like, lower your voice when you're talking yeah. about this right now. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we you, get, you yeah. can't come back. Yeah. So no, I I mean that's you know that's their hustle, that's their game. Um, my grandfather has a great phrase that I've heard him say over years, but I've been talking to him a lot recently. Uh, he loves to say that people are hustling dollars that companies are hustling dollars and you know that's what ben baller does he hustles dollars yeah. um but speaking of gold purchases mike i actually wanted to ask a question um so i recently uh dom gave me this ring for my birthday uh i got a resize just picked it up from Jason. Happy birthday! thank you thank you that was a couple months ago <laughs> now three okay. months ago um and um you know i have a little chain as well but I was wondering, like, you know, just thinking in terms of my, like, new kind of mindset of saving and, you know, wanting to buy property and other things and just Don't being... save. Invest. Saving is bad. Well, yeah. saving to saving to <laughs> invest. Yes. Um, when, like, because I'm thinking now, like, oh, if I wanted to buy uh, another piece of jewelry, let's say I wanted to buy a Cuban chain or a cartier bracelet or something like that like i'm thinking what would be a realistic amount of money that you think somebody should have before they make that type of purchase i can't i, I can't answer that that's no, that's say, preference it is but i'm saying like what do you what like as somebody who who buys and sells gold like would you would you then say i wouldn't do that and i would rather spend that money on actual gold 
No, because I feel like it's also, you know, a good investment, especially at the right time. Gold right now would need $1,700 per ounce. So right. you, you really can't lose, especially recessions. Again, it's known to double. So, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately you can't lose with that. But no, it's not a bad time, especially yeah. for jewelry. Yeah. Some people um, have that. They'll say, like, you should make, like, four times the amount, you know, or, yeah, you know, it yeah. should exceed a certain amount of your spending money or something. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Kind of like, what- see, I don't adhere to those, you know, and I never had, even, like, as a finance or previous financial advisor for four years, actually. Like, I still never adhere to those cookie-cut, you know, fucking Dave Ramsey, like, cut out, you know, ways of saving because everyone is different. Right. But that's why I guess if I was a if I was a client or just, you know, even as a friend or a audience member that's listening, like what is your personal feeling on like just jewelry purchases and like trying to come up like you're you're on your come yeah. up basically. And but you you have a slight interest in jewelry or maybe even like, you know, extra car yeah. or something like what do you think? So I would stay away from diamonds. I'd say that first and foremost. Um, yeah. But you know what? What really it, it what really impresses me, even as someone that does this, really mm-hmm. is uh, the twenty four karat. You know, like I guess it's kind of referred to as Asian gold mm-hmm. that you see people wearing, whether mm-hmm. it's the necklaces or the rings. I mean, it really doesn't get better than that. And yeah. you know, ultimately, it's a walking investment because you'll never pay less or you'll never receive less. Yeah, uh, than what you actually bought it for, right? At any, any point of view on it, so yeah, I would start there. Um, you know, me personally, yeah. And there is no real budget, you know, five, ten thousand. It's up to you, really, ultimately, right. because again, you're just kind of parking that two thousand, that four thousand dollars on your, you know, pinky, or you know, parking that ten grand, that fifteen grand on your yeah, on your yeah. neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, you know, chain culture is pretty big in the black community, obviously, with our celebrities, uh, whether it's athletes or, um, you know, uh, obviously the the rappers and most musicians, a lot of musicians, I won't say most. Um, but then it's interesting, the ones that don't, you know, because you look at the actors, a lot of the acting community, they don't wear a lot of uh, chains or, you know, like big jewelry, so to speak. Um, and so it's interesting, the the dynamics of um, uh, celebrity wealth and how people choose to exhibit it. Um, and just like, you know, niggas also just buying like $20,000 chains, big ass Cubans. Everybody has that same like uh, choker. I don't know why Nick, when niggas fell in love with chokers um, as men. Like, hey, I don't yo, know. It's 2022, bro. Do I'm just that. saying. It's don't not a, it's it's not a it's not a i'm not even trying to be sexist i'm just saying in general like i don't know when men started to love that like i i mean i guess you know i just don't think it looks great on a lot of people personally um that's just a personal you know i don't care like what your preference is who you kiss at night like whatever do you think i don't think the chain looks hard that's it (laughs) um but yeah that's neither here nor there you know i was just kind of curious because mike is our um precious metals expert and um speaking of what's up with palladium play is that still a play i'm not i'm not touching that palladium moves too fast and look ultimately i shouldn't be saying this but we are going to see gold to continue to go down Mm. gold and silver especially as they continue to raise interest rates yeah it was very clear about that even at jackson hole which was the little meeting of the minds it was basically <laughs> like an illuminati meeting yeah where they, they get together and decide what's going to happen moving forward the fed was very clear that their number one concern is to tackle inflation right. and to do so they only have one method one bullet in the chamber right which are the interest rates yep so they're going to continue to inflict pain onto the american people uh and they higher said, interest rates and they said as much right that's kind of what's been and they good. said as much that's kind and of they what... said as much right <laughs> yeah and so you know higher interest rates are, are you know are good for us dollars 
<clears throat> the U.S. dollar basically is the tallest midget amongst all the other cu uh, currencies that are devaluing at an even faster rate. Right. And so a stronger dollar is bad for gold because gold is uh, calculated in U.S. dollars. Right. In other countries, the gold prices are different, but in U.S. dollars, with them being strengthened, this is going to be bad for the price of gold. So we're going to see it drip, uh, drop a little bit further, gold and probably silver. Platinum's been holding on and doing very well, actually. I just realized I put a client in platinum literally probably like seven months ago, mm -hmm. and their positions haven't moved, mm -hmm. even though silver and gold are down at least 20, 25% respectively. Wow. Yeah, to be in something that's uh, stable in this type of economy is uh, very impressive, actually. Right. And so platinum oh. continues to, to be, uh, you know, uh, not a breakout metal, but it's just a, it's, it's a metal that's holding its value right now. Crypto Bay, what's up? Who decides that gold is is put in under U.S. dollars? Like, is that the IMF who decides that? That's a good question. And so every country has their own gold prices and their own currencies. So the price oh, of gold okay, in America is not like the same price of gold in Russia or mm. the price of gold in Brazil. Oh. So there's um, so there's a forex of gold and silver or metals? I mean, I guess, yeah. Well, to answer it more directly, there's the Chicago's futures exchange where they trade all the commodities. Mm -hmm. The part that sucks is they Got allow it. paper and leverage to be utilized in these markets, which kind of takes away from you holding a tangible commodity. If you can just 3D print up 20 more of the same thing, mm. it then makes it worth a lot less, right? Mm -hmm. Same Definitely. thing with the papers market. And so, you know, you have some people who, who say that uh, for every gold um, ounce purchase, there's... I believe 20 through like 35 different paper ounces of gold mm -hmm. uh, written out for that same ounce. Mm -hmm. So if you know, you're a large investment bank, you can actually manipulate the price. Um, how do you want a large investment bank? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, to, oh, and to add to that, JP Morgan and Chase just got caught. Uh, they got they just got fined. They got caught a long time ago. They officially got fined for doing what's called spoofing, which is basically just putting in a whole bunch of fake buy or a fake whole bunch of fake sale orders mm -hmm. at the beginning of the market to jump the price either direction and trade against it. Mm -hmm. Real dirtbag shit. Yeah. Um, so speaking of getting uh, in trouble with uh, federal regulators, uh, Michael Saylor is in the hot seat this week. <laughs> he is over taxes. Got to pay the tax man. Uh, what do they say? Death and taxes. Got to pay the troll toll. Uh, yeah, Uncle Sam won his. The troll toll. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, he's disputing it. Uh, I get they didn't. They didn't arrest him, right? Mm-mm. No. no, just he, accused them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. So he's been accused of uh, not paying Uncle Sam. I'm sure uh, it's a significant amount of money, and he's basically saying they're wrong. So uh, this will be an interesting saga. I don't really know much more about it other than that that's what came across the wire. But you know, when uh, one of the biggest Bitcoin maxis gets whacked on the wrist by the government or at least like uh you know acknowledged uh in the public sphere it, it's the cause for maybe if not concern just uh keep an eye on it you know mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of how that's how i feel he, about it he can easily just go somewhere else um because it isn't that what billionaires do they just go somewhere else exactly and, um, and that's and that's the funny thing about him is that he's always i mean i've only seen him on zoom so it's like he seems like a lex luther like he's traveling the world on his boat anyway so i don't know that i didn't even know that he was in america like if somebody told me he wasn't american i wouldn't have even been surprised at that like i don't know if he's from fucking british columbia or some shit I don't really know that much about Michael Saylor, you know, like I know micro strategy and he's late to Bitcoin and now he's the biggest maxi like that. That's pretty much the long and short of 
like you know yeah. um he and he hasn't yeah dis- i saw in laser the article. yeah oh yeah he hasn't done the laser eyes. i saw in the article that like they were had like photos from his facebook account like when he took a photo of a house in dc and was like oh i can't wait to buy this home or something like that mm-hmm. and then then they have photos of him like in florida saying like oh this is my home so they're trying to like piece that together and say well he owns a property in florida he owns a property in dc like has he you know let's see if he's paid tax on these properties like trying to piece all all that together so they all up in his pocket watching (laughs) pocket watching for sure yeah it's like we talked about with like training for other people when the they only watch your pockets when things get rough everyone's you know it's kind of a little rough i'm surprised that this happened because it is it's a federal it's not a federal suit right you said he's going to you said feds are coming for him but it's not a federal thing it's a civil lawsuit right yeah that's the thing i don't really know the details of it maybe you can like inform me as well as the audience i'm looking it up a little bit more um i thought i had a link ready for it too um because what was the other dc attorney general sues billionaire (laughs) alleging income tax evasion Mm -hmm. okay okay Attorney so he, General. He's, yeah. he's being sued by the Attorney General. This sounds like some real billions um yeah. <laughs> type shit. Uh oh, fucking, I need to finish that show. That's a great fucking, show. Fucking Chuck. This sounds like some Chuck Rhodes, <laughs> David, David Axelrod type shit. And Sailor would like to get fucking spanked or whatever that was going on too. He would be into some BDSM stuff. Yeah. I can see it. Right. I can see it right now. Bitcoin's <laughs> the only Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the only yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that shit. Okay. Well, I mean, awesome. I feel like, uh, I feel like Sailor's going to be just fine. I think this is just what happens when you, again, trade other people's money and you're wrong. Right. Kind of what we were talking about last week. Yeah, last week. But I do think that, uh, he's definitely not going to be as loud the next cycle up or whatever. He's going to just have to be silent, get his money back. Mm-hmm. get their money back sometimes you got to get ugly on these hoes and i think that's that's the <laughs> the wave he's going to be on is just you know hey, at least he's sticking around suzu and and kyle davies are still just on, i mean somewhere i mean he made it through for all intents and purposes he made it through the cycle you know yeah, and, it's so, and it's so crazy because when you think about it now like again this was my first cycle but it's almost like you're in the movie twister like yeah. you're literally in the throes of a fucking bunch of tornadoes like swirling around like mm-hmm. each tornado is its own shit coin but like <laughs> with but, debacle yeah like and so and so to be able to be able to survive like all of this shit that's taking place from the run up to the run down to the sideways turns to the everything like you know he's still standing um and like we're saying like the do Kwans and the you know all these other people who've been arrested and disappeared and you know zeroed out and you know um didn't make it yeah. uh, uh not gonna make it <laughs> um so yeah it's, it's been interesting to see uh his his journey but he's he's still here so we'll see i mean it's, i guess we got plenty bear market left um, no nah, don't say that <laughs> I don't think so. Chris yeah. doesn't want to hear it. Listen, I think you they got till December. You, you're still thinking. If you're right not now. in in December, when they turn the printer back on, you know, don't. Are they gonna turn the printer back you. on? December. Oh, sure. Okay, maybe, maybe. December. But, but but first, they have to stop Kill raising everybody. interest rates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. True. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. again, they've been very clear. That's not going to stop no time soon. Right. Yeah. It's December. That's literally right. four years in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Four years in crypto? I can. <laughs> right. I waited this long. It's already been fucking, what's this, nine months? Oh, my God. Yeah. This nine is... months of a bear. It's been a full bear market probably since, like, what, Christmas? New Year's is like we, when, like, yeah, the, I was going to say we got crash. Yeah, November of last year. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It was like, oh, it's going up that night. And then you woke up and you're like, oh, fuck, never yeah. mind. 
Yeah, we started the downturn since then. So yeah, it's yeah. been damn, it's been almost a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, thank God. Good over with. <laughs> ready for this next cycle. Yeah. The inevitable super cycle. Hopefully it's coming. Oh um, no, we don't use those. We don't use any <laughs> of Suzu terms or yeah, um, that sucks. But yeah, Mike, Mike just sent something to the chat, which I saw this uh this post too said uh open sea turns into nft ghost town after daily volume plunges 99 percent from peak um i saw that too that nft the nft corner what's going on with the nft world guys nfts are doing fine from what i've seen i just realized that the that buyer who bought uh the 400 eth penguin was jesus keist guy who made scam coin a friend of mine actually who i was like in the discord and i was like talked to this fool for a little bit i was supposed to pick him up from lax like a year ago made me like 30k he's your, the one who bought that shit i learned you're your friends with somebody who made scam coin yeah they made scam token i've told you guys about it we talked okay. about it uh i think mike might have bought some or mike reese or, or other mike might have bought some yeah uh i made friends through it uh through that token i just realized that who we talked about last week who bought that penguin and he's who bought that it's that, that guy. penguin yeah wow. and that just made me even more bullish on nfts <laughs> listening to this interview today it was on the stacks podcast yeah but uh i mean i'm seeing a bunch of nft projects still going up new stuff there's a new game called uh uh craft or i don't remember it's like a, a game of 100 little uh, rafts that mm-hmm. you're writing like the rafts from like someone who's in an abandoned ship or like you know stuck on an island Mm. Uh, I went to Quantum uh, Art Space today in Santa Monica, which is like a gallery that has minting there, and they also feature and sell NFTs. I saw that. I saw so they had a um, they had like NFTs on the wall as like paintings and stuff, right? Yeah, they have exhibits for artists that have already minted. They have their own exclusive stuff, and they have stuff being minted there mm. that you can mint your phone like it's actually one of the coolest galleries i've been to yeah ever in this space and then also in general in art gallery since as though and can you can you just go like can i just go anyone can go anytime uh from 12 to 7 every day weekdays they're open and they have events at night what about the weekends i think they're open on weekends i imagine they would be i'm tired of these places only being open on weekdays and I, i work yeah i imagine they're open all week on weekends i I know they just have those easy operating hours to get to yeah Um, they have a workspace and everything for for they have their own token which came out uh like four months ago called three or four months ago called quantum quantum keys Mm -hmm. and those came out those came out uh i forgot what the mint was it was a little bit high but they went to like four eth and then eight eth for a day and died down right now they're at like 1.5 as of Mm. today right uh but the actual space is really cool yeah i have to check that out for sure what's it called again quantum uh la quantum la for sure um crypto bay jay you also went on an excursion um recently yes um i went to hackon uh which is basically a retreat for folks who want to put on a hackathon and um it was in upstate new york it was legit at a like campsite with you know what's that movie that came out a long time ago jason where no (laughs) not jason (laughs) where they're on the water they're on the water like fat boys or something and they 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 have those big um blow up water houses and stuff and you jump on it and you jump you know you like bounce off the yeah. bounce off the bouncy house in the water and you jump into the water anyway it was like a legit camp heavyweights I, I felt like i might have been heavyweights i think that's what it with, is with ben so, Stiller? <laughs> <laughs> i think that is what it is yeah. um i felt like i was like 10 years old again um because we had cabins and it had the guy side and the girl's side and they had co- not cots but like wooden cots and you know the 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 mattress was like you know i don't (laughs) know two inches right right um um but it was basically like three days of 
you know, everything that you need to know in order to put together a, hack, uh, a hackathon. And there was a lot of college represent, colleges represented because apparently these days in college, there are universities all over that are doing hackathons. They mm. were not doing that when I was in school and I, I went to engineering school. So uh, anyway, what I thought was the craziest takeaway for me was maybe there was 200 people there. Mm-hmm. 5% or less of the population knew about Web3. Like, how are there Web3 list hackathons? I was so confused. I was in some of these conversations with people and I and it took me a while to like, hold on, wait, like, what? Like, do you even know, do you even know about NFTs? You know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. you could solve this issue doing this. And people were just like, no, I mean, I heard of it, but like, I'm like, so you are a game developer or you are a software engineer and like, y'all don't know anything. Yeah. And so then I just like put on my mama hat and just started lecturing <laughs> some of these young folks like, no, this is what you need to be doing and you need to be getting a job in tech and you know how many, you know, how much they're looking for women in this space like so i was going around doing all of that but hackathon was great it was really really great um this is company called that puts it on called major league hacking Mm -hmm. um and they give folks all of the tools that they need to put something like that on um and um i also wanted to go over some nfts with you guys okay so let's do it the top 10 let's give you let me give you um open seas top 10 because i don't have one of my pulls up yeah but this digi daigaku is number mm-hmm. one over the last seven days digi daigaku which is yeah, like I don't an know. anime I, game okay. yeah it was free mm-hmm. it's sitting okay it was free it's sitting mm. at 10 ETH right now y'all mm. right. Sitting at 10 ETH. okay then we have bay c which is sitting at 77.88 ETH. that's oh, number two number three we have the gods Mm-hmm. Oh wait, are we looking yes. at are we looking at this? Are you looking at the 24 hour open sea chart or what's your what's seven days? Seven, seven days. Day. Okay, I look at the 24 hour chart. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's look at the seven uh-huh. days. Okay. The gods. Yeah, what's that? Mm-hmm. That's a soul. That's a soul NFT. Solana. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like their top number one project. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a deflationary collection. And um, so number four, we have Clonex by Takashi Murakami. He was just had a whole flower art show here in los angeles they had a whole bunch of uh flags on the light poles uh promoting his event and um clonex is pretty popular it's in at 6.8 which has gone down which is a lot it's a significant drop i think this might be the lowest yes based on the price of eth and the price and the floor price of clonex this might be the lowest i've seen it since mint yeah there's a good Mm -hmm. amount of upset people right now because they announced a new thing uh I think it's called the Forge, where it seems like you can get clothing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's the complaints that I saw were that it's uh, like unlimited. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. you can just keep getting the clothes and shit. Yeah, uh, or something like basically this. Like the rarity is people aren't happy with the rarity and whatever distribution is going to be okay. coming out of this Forge or the NFT that it comes with it. Yeah, like I'm I'm looking at the one uh, right now that's uh 6.8 it's a little uh black kid right click save um man i would definitely cop this i'm definitely gonna put this in my likes and i'm, I'm saying that in parentheses i will never cop an nft for ten thousand dollars <laughs> like if you're i'm asking mike about fucking money for uh a chain like i i'm way less likely to spend 10 grand on an nft than i am to fucking buy a cuban link um but uh proceed <laughs> okay so we have number five is other deed for other side which is uh, basically metaverse land for um yuga labs and um this is really low 1.74 um big drop is pretty low big drop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and that was recent because okay. they, that were they were uh probably in the three four five range Mm -hmm. for a long time Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. yeah they yeah this is significant this is significant um uh let's see we have woman ape yacht club uh (laughs) which is at 0.06 um eth right now sitting there 
well, so we what's your have, what's your thoughts um, about that project because i see that and i'm like is this is obviously well not obviously i don't even know is this an offshoot of uh basie or is this uh some random person's derivative project it's a derivative project because it would yeah. be it would have the um a check mark a blue check mark saying right, that it's right. authentic. Yeah. Um, Wacy, empowering women in Web three. Are you feeling lonely, bored in <laughs> lonely bored ape yacht club? Meet the gorgeous women of from the Women Ape Yacht Club. Women make the world even more beautiful and a happening place. Let's introduce women apes in the metaverse uh blah 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 Blah, but i I have a feeling that it's gonna go up more i mean at 0.06 i think um i think just based on it being a woman ape um i think it i think it'll go up to be honest um uh definitely i definitely see that going up all right i'm gonna go to the next which is taking me a second to load up so if you want to yeah the moon birds next in line the moon birds are oh uh, yeah moon birds uh, um it's a significant pump they were down to i think 11 maybe 10 8 they're at 13.4 now um obviously you know their their high was about 30 something maybe even the 40s or the four floor price so They've come down significantly. Um, I've never really looked at this project, to be quite honest with you, because I have no interest in like, this reminds me when uh, Chris hit on the toads. I never, I don't like the um, the 8-bit uh, NFTs for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Even, the, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of do like the uh, CryptoPunks. But other than that, uh, the 8-bit design for the NFT doesn't, it, it's not interesting to me in terms of spending that Mm-mm. amount of money on um i think so, that's yeah. part of the, the funny part you know the crypto punks have no utility when yeah. the toads the toads kind of uh, toads not utility but the moon birds are a utility based mm-hmm. project. project okay yeah yeah it's like made by proof collective which is a big nft mm-hmm. fund collective dow insiders yeah basically mm-hmm. a bunch of whales you know circle jerking each other off finding good calls and then making sure that everyone else finds them after they found them yeah exactly and, you know that's how it goes mm-hmm. this was but there this was their collective... pfp mm-hmm. yeah if any proof like want to buy whales of ether yeah shout out we're, to we're always of yeah yeah going on the pod you know we're always pumping whales of we're ether, always guys. down yep yeah. uh number <laughs> number eight on the list is our blocks yeah uh, they always they die. feature different artists i never really got into our blocks because it was a lot to keep up with i yeah. don't know if any of you guys they uh yeah. yeah mike and mike and mike and chris they're heavily into our blocks that's actually that might be their favorite project it um, was yeah i was i mentioned like some of the first mints for some of the first few ones that were big too and kind of fell off and then i got everyone into it yeah about a year ago i think it was now, a little bit when more things than were that. good i think it was a m- little bit more than a year but uh what's this month september yeah i yeah, mean we I... started the mm-hmm. dow in like august okay so yeah okay yeah. maybe this but... is a good time right now around this time a year ago we were making money off of our bucks yeah it was nice um number nine is ens the ethereum name mm-hmm. service um yeah. i didn't really think of that as a um nft project but i guess nft yeah yeah because that's how you sell them you right. sell them you sell the different names via nft mm-hmm. yeah which i didn't know mm-hmm. yeah so something must have must have pumped like some theme you know name yeah. theme must have pumped like ever sometimes it's numbers, numbers. Mm-hmm. yeah it's those numbers mm-hmm. i mean ever since that it's been non-stop ens volume on my notifications on twitter you know yeah like i see the ens uh mints and sales constantly on the top 10 every hour or whatever and volume mm-hmm. and minting and yeah ever since there was a trend everyone who mm. was not aware of ens ethereum naming service we talked about it a lot yeah uh and someone figured out like oh the number one is valuable because there's only one number one out of all these ENSs and someone might want the number one right and they're like oh yeah the first you know 10 numbers or the first nine numbers without only one digit will be valuable 
and those started selling for hundreds of ETH or, you know, a couple of 10 ETH and then became hundreds of ETH. And slowly each digit class started becoming worth something. And then, you know, of course, yeah, I think three digits was like where it really was like one of the yeah. big a little breakouts. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like everyone could get it and it represents a lot of at least US area codes. Yeah. And I think that was a big speculation. And then now there's a big Arabic character uh, market for ENSs because, you know, the Arabic keyboards. And oh, right. Yeah, I think you mentioned keyboards. that. Yeah, last and time. that became a big thing. And it's, it hasn't really died, kind of subsided. Yeah. But ENSs, I think, are going to, are like, we've kind of talked about this, how ENS uh, domains are going to be something that's probably forever and a great example of NFT utility. Yeah. Um, number 10 on the list is abracadabra oh my god it's oh wait, never mind never mind um which is another solana assault, project another soul project um yeah it's like kids refrigerator drawings um it's kind of cute um those are always fun yeah i don't really have any uh you know interest in that but you know it's cool and i hope they're successful um uh-oh um, one project that I know that's new that's not on there yet that's coming out is called Utes. Okay. Y00T. And that's a community. You have to like apply to get into the community, which I believe will be an allow list for NFT slash, you know, benefits for being in the community. They allowed 15,000 people to apply and they mm -hmm. apply with your Twitter. It's uh, basically have some carbon footprint in the crypto market by giving them your wallet address and then they would let you in or not. And I know that's probably going to be something that's big. The artwork on the website looks pretty interesting mm -hmm. and just their their activation was really good. Like it filled up right away. Everyone was tweeting about it and put it up if they were accepted. So interested in what that's going to be. All right. Well, shout out to Utes. Um, let's, let's get to the memes portion um of the show we had some good memes this week uh obviously leading off with vitalik and all the um the, the boner memes uh, of the trade the trade analysis that they were doing uh on his pants um those are some good ones uh <laughs> uh i'm trying to think oh and so crypto bay j submitted a meme where oh was this week or was it last week was a uh, uh last week i did another one well i was gonna say it was warren buffett's birthday did warren buffett turn oh yeah he turned 92 either this week or last week um but there uh the meme she submitted it's a a picture with two halves the top half is warren buffett and a bunch of rich white guys la laughing uh, and it says exchanges when you send to the wrong wallet. And then the bottom half is the uh, like the FBI doing a raid. And it says exchanges when they refund you too much and want it back, which I forgot about that story, which is a great story. Um, a hilarious story. This uh, lady, uh, she was supposed to be refunded $100 by was it crypto.com? Oh yeah, crypto.com. Yeah, and they sent her ten point five million dollars. So I'm wondering, like, because I I read the story, but they didn't say like how that specifically that happened. And I'm like, did they send her a hundred Bitcoin? Like, what did they send her? They sent the wrong decimal to her wallet. Right, but I don't know how you get ten point five million out of a hundred. She didn't even fucking care. She moved that shit right away and bought like a house with it. Yeah, she bought a mansion immediately. Yeah, she did. Which is smart, smart. On, on her part. Yeah. yeah, but they they found out through an audit though, so it took them several months, months to even figure it out. Yeah, months. yeah. it's like I Homeboy. said, like you you lost you lost the money fair and square. Like it took y'all way too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my fair money. Square in the beginning, they lost it fair and square in that first thirty seconds. I'm like, right. nah, you lost that shit fair and square. You sent me, you sent me that. Dog. Yeah, you sent you sent that to if me. If you and were a person that's different yeah. but your corporation that's off in gibraltar you guys gotta write that off skirt yeah you gotta that's i just helped you help your books if anything yeah exactly so i i feel yeah. like 
there was another story about a guy who got sent like seventy thousand dollars by his job on accident through direct deposit and he spent that and i think he he got convicted and it was like i mean nobody thinks this is a crime except for the, the legal system um yeah <laughs> um I, I mean, I feel for that lady. I think they said she gave like half a million dollars to her daughter. Um, she tried to put the, the house in her sister's name. Now they're trying to sue the sister or <laughs> accuse the sister of the crime. Hey, man, th- these people did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. They didn't. Um, they didn't. And if anybody found that on the floor, nobody is nobody's reporting that. No, no. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, eat the rich. Um, <laughs> get your money. Of uh, corporate for now <laughs> until until we become rich ourselves then just nibble on the rich after yeah, that <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, i'll take a little nibble <laughs> <laughs> um so chris sent uh a meme with uh what's my man's name the guy the rich dad poor dad uh robert, Col- robert kiyosaki yeah. yeah so um he uh recently um as basically doing a I told you so tour on saying that the market was going to crash. But of course the internet undefeated found the receipts and was like, bro, you've been trying to call the crash since 2013. And so of course the memes ensued, Chris sent a meme with him in the middle of a, uh, <laughs> the middle of a bunch of quotes um, saying down only from here, this is it 2016 uh this is it 2018 <laughs> this is it 2012 um you know uh, has successfully predicted 22 of the last three market, market crashes. crashes yeah now only from here this is it 2016 wakes up every day just wants to predict how the market's gonna, gonna crash. crash this is it yeah 2021 and 2022 and then at the bottom is a long told you so um because he's finally right. Even a broken clock is twice a day, guys. So yeah, that was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a good one. Yeah, there's plenty, plenty of uh, market predictors. Um, the bear market mm-hmm. and the bull market does not have a shortage of, of that on either side. Never will. <laughs> yeah, so. It's great entertainment. It's <laughs> great psyops. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. So to to wrap up this episode, I want to give a big, huge shout out to reverse Jim Cramer, who's actually never wrong. (laughs) Inverse Jim Cramer um, is just spot on the best market. No, but I need to start. You need need, to. I need to start. Someone has to sooner or later. Yeah. In the new year, that might be my new year's resolution. (laughs) (laughs) To start trading. Yeah. With only 50x. Only only 50x inverse Kramer. Oh my God. But they're so spot on. It's incredible. It's like, Uh, how could you not? Yeah. Yeah. And then also shout out to the, um, the the go the other goat trader nancy pelosi nvidia has oh, been down um <laughs> i don't know how many percentage um but fancy nancy the goat trader uh of all times um gotta gotta shout her out man she she does her thing on the on them charts <laughs> yeah, i wish she would uh you know just, just give me up, a pump up our stuff yeah just pump my bags nancy give me a call just let me know the next play you know what i'm saying just Whatever it is, just, just give me a play, baby. We just need one. We'll be, you know. Yeah, I just need a good. year of good, <laughs> one year of good plays, and then yeah. I'm, I'm back in Morocco. Exactly. Yeah, hopefully, I get some good Wi-Fi over there because I'm not. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. On that note, um, for for Mike McGoy, Crypto Bay J, and Chris Epps, the Crypto Bros. I'm Jason Madison. Until next week. We out. Peace. Peace.